Excited for episode what is this episode number nine? Golly, episode number nine, and we have one of the absolute best teacher, leader, mentor, whatever you want to, however you want to classify her in the whole entire real estate industry. Uh, if you ask anybody who has encountered this person, they will tell you, I've never met anyone quite like her she is truly a thermostat versus a thermometer right and what do I mean by that so Dina Custer has the ability to set the tone set the temperature for any situation that she's involved in and so where most people generally react to things and and they are simply a measure or a reading of what the climate is the, therefore they are thermometers that's not Dina. Dina is a thermostat, and she always not she's a she's a thermostat, not a thermometer. And the thermostat is the controlling mechanism which sets that tone. And she's very careful to always make sure that people are in a safe place, a positive place, a place where they can be their optimal selves, right? Whether it's productivity or just be at peace with themselves and. And I've always said it, too. I, when I first met Dina, I was like, wow, there's something different about her. And then I got to the point where, you know, don't don't talk to Dina if there's not something. You, if you got something you don't want to get pulled out of you, do not just avoid her at all costs because she's going to know it and not just know it. She's not going to let you just walk by. She's going to ask, hey, what's, what's happening? And she's not going to let you make it with some generic, you know, kind of, hey, this is what's up and kind of thing. But, no, she is she's special. Uh, I think it's a, an anointing, actually, for uh, a person to have that kind of skill set. And so there's so much that makes her special, right? And, and I just wanted to be able to share uh, the person that everybody knows as Dina Custer, who is our uh, Director of Talent Acquisition at Monument Realty. But she's so much more than that. She's minister she's a, a, a productivity coach she's also a life coach she's she's a little bit of everything and so uh, it is my great pleasure to welcome to uh, this episode my really good friend Miss Dina Custer so welcome Dina thank you so much I've been listening to and watching the podcast so now I actually get to be here <laughs> in person and I feel so honored so thank you for having me and um I'm so looking forward to doing this with you. Well, I've been looking forward to this since you asked me. So, well, I'm so glad you were able to make it. Yeah. So this is this is good. And there's a, you know, when, whenever we bring someone on, because we want to kind of get the people to know your your personality uh, first. And so I'm I'm curious. I I like to ask some questions that you know uh, we wouldn't necessarily know about you. But if there is, and I'm sure there is, and I don't know if you will admit it, but is there a song that uh, most who are listening to this who know you would be surprised that, you know, Dina actually likes this particular song? One that you would be embarrassed that people may know that you actually enjoy that particular song. Oh, my gosh. Well, I I mean, I'm trying to, you know, I, di I 
haven't listened to country music in in years. Uh-huh. I wouldn't be embarrassed to admit, but um, every once in a while, my husband and I will go to Katie Trail Ice okay. House, uh-huh. and we have a deal that we are not allowed to order dinner until we hear Willie Nelson oh, really? sing a song. So um, I love I love to hear Willie Nelson sing, and most people are surprised by that. It's not my usual genre, I guess, but. But I like that guy, Willie Nelson. I'm yeah. like, I, you know, I've, I've enjoyed Willie Nelson over the years too. Now, Willie, so so when y'all are there at the the Ice House, are y'all? Is there a jukebox or something? What? How no, do y'all? They just play all this old school country, and music. so you just have to y'all are just sitting there waiting. We until know he it's going to co- be Waylon or Willie or somebody is going to be playing before long. Oh, really? And so, so yes. then just so, until Willie starts, yes. the Willie and, song comes and on. The servers know it. So okay. they know when they hear Willie Nelson, they come and they say, you guys ready to order? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Excellent. And so now tell us your your routine. How does how does the day start for Dina Custer? What, what does your day look like? Well, I get up at 4 a.m., 4 a.m. every morning. And uh, the first thing I do is I just, the first part of my day is kind of a tithe of my day. I spend time with the Lord and just really try to, to, to hear his voice and get some direction for the day. The days when I don't do that, if I'm running late or whatever, I'm always sorry that I didn't do it because then something happens during the day um, that I needed the message that, that God had for me that morning that I would need it for the day. So um, that's something I don't compromise on. I, I want to spend time with the Lord every single morning, and then we work out. We go work out. And then we come back home and I clean, I clean the house because I want to come back home to a clean house. So I'm obsessive about it. And then I get ready for uh, a morning show that we do for Monument, you and I, called Good Morning Monument. And that is a show we do Monday through Thursday, a 20-minute show where all of the agents at our, our company hop on the show and we begin the day together. And um, we have a few minutes of, of mindset, um, and then we'll usually bring someone on to teach, and then different services of Monument uh, will come on on their, um, on their day and share what's going on at Monument. Yeah. And, that, you know, when I first got to Monument and heard the uh, Good Morning Monument segment, I thought it was genius because what you're able to do is pull all these people together who are about to get very busy, right? But yeah. before the day gets really hectic, it gets them all together, and you can kind of center them in a sense. In other words, let me help you with your mindset that you can now go throughout the rest of your day with. And I thought that was really good. And you're doing it, it's quick. It's 20 minutes, right? So it's minutes. not like you um, are having to dedicate a whole, you know, the places I've been where they do – meetings that last two hours and you're like dude what what are we doing why why are we doing this and so you too drained to go do anything after it's over but this is is quick and to the Mm -hmm. point and and it helps everybody start their day and I think it was a great idea that you you came up with implemented and you've been doing it now for for a while I mean I mean the least what two yeah at least two two years years? and actually um the owner of our company was the one that came up with the idea oh wow and 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 pitched it to me and says what you know what do you think about this and I said every day (laughs) every morning every morning and so when I decided 
you know, when I was trying to decide whether I was going to do it or not, um, I had some things that were going on at that time in the, you know, in my schedule. And I had to make the decision, is this something that's important enough for me to give up this, you know, this, this thing I had going. And ultimately I decided yes, because it's an opportunity to not just influence, but encourage and ignite uh, a bunch of people at one time. Right. And it's, it, it was more than just a, you know, about putting information out there. It was also starting their day off right. And, you know, they, and they, they encourage me too. I might like bring the subject, but then they speak up and then they encourage each other. And then in the chat, they're encouraging each other. And so it, it's ended up being a pretty special thing. Yeah. I think the synergy of it too. So you, you kind of get the energy of, mm-hmm. of everybody who's involved in, and so you've got, you know, in that monument, you've got such a collection of talented people, yep. more so than just talented people, but driven people, people who are really trying to do something of significance. Yep. And so when you can get that group of people together and they can kind of hear the same message and get on the same page and, uh, it just it 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 does a lot, and so yeah, I think Eddie Eddie came up with something yep, good with he that, did. and he then did. Uh, he pegged you to do it, and and it's it's gone great. So yeah. this is awesome. This is awesome. So I appreciate that letting us look get a little insight into how your your day begins, and so what I would like to talk about now is just kind of get a little background because I'm always curious in this kind of setting to kind of figure out how a person gets to be who they are now. So, right, when when I talk to anybody and you come up, um, it's always the same. It's a consistency there. They, Everybody loves Dina. Everybody feels like Dina loves them, right? And, and it's not it's not a fake thing. No. You do. I do. And, uh, but that's not a, you know, when I talk to other people about other folks and, you know, they'll say positive things and that, you know, but I never, never run into anybody where it's consistently the same thing. And so I'm always like, okay, so how does that person become that? Because, you know, you, you, I think life and the life, life lessons and experiences really kind of create that, that ultimate character. And so I'm just curious. So kind of tell us about your, your upbringing or, or the things that happened as, as you were growing up that may have contributed to this, you know, who we see today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was um, raised by really two really positive parents um, that really instilled in us kids that we could do anything we set our minds to. And so I saw that modeled um, in front of me. So that, that positivity and that belief in other people, I saw that modeled. And then um, when I came to faith in Jesus as, as a child, uh, something really did change in, in my heart too. And uh, something was planted in me uh, a, a love for other people, a true love for other people, which you and I know is that's that's the love of Jesus, that's the Holy Spirit, and so that was planted, you know, in me. And so I, I do love people when I when I meet them, I love them instantly. I might mm-hmm. I might not even like them, right. but but I love them, you know. And so I think um, everything stems from that. Everything that's any good that I've ever done. Or, or accomplished has, you know, has 
has always stemmed from that love for people. Mm-hmm. And so um, I felt called to the ministry when I was a young adult and so became um, ordained and um, started a church and didn't know what I was doing, but started a church. And so when you started the church, how old were you when you started the church? Oh, gosh, 23, 24. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And so what, so what, let's go back there too, because now here's the thing too, you, you know, Southern, uh, grew up in Oklahoma and I do know just from, you know, where, where I'm, you know, of course I look a whole lot older than Dina, but I think you're just like a day or two older than me. And, uh, I do know in that era, I don't know that the a woman being a pastor of a church was necessarily something that everybody was uh, cheering on at that stage. Right. Tell me about how do we get there? So after you yeah. get the call to the ministry yeah. and you decide, hey, no, I want to be a pastor, how was that met? What what? How did you deal with that? Yeah, well, yeah, because all women were considered just, uh, you know, around that time were mostly just considered to be pastor's wives. That was the role. You could play the piano or teach kids <laughs> church or whatever. But I wasn't really raised in, in church. Okay. My parents were believers, but I wasn't really raised in church. And so I didn't know that I couldn't do that. Gotcha. I just knew that um, God had placed a message inside me. And I knew that I wanted people to love Jesus and know Jesus like I did. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them to realize that there was a purpose for for their lives. And so I had that message, and it was just a fire that was burning, so I just went ahead with it. And, um, you know, uh, uh, pastored the um, – I didn't pastor by myself. Okay. Um, but I, I did go in there with a pastor mentality. I mean, I just, I wanted to love the people and I wanted to serve the people. So I just got in there and did that and didn't realize until after I'd started it, that it, that was not something that was usual <laughs> for that time. Okay. So how, so, how, so how do you learn then that that was not usual? You just, oh, people you are vocal. People? Okay. Oh yes. Okay. People okay. are vocal. <laughs> yes. Um, emails, phone calls. Um, and then sometimes people would just walk right up to you and and say things and so I think you're the voice of the dream that God has given you that voice has got to be louder than the voice the voices of the naysayers the the voices of people who don't see your dream they not everybody's going to see your dream and that's okay that's not their responsibility to see your it's your dream it's your responsibility to you know to walk in that purpose and and do what you feel you're called to do and so I just did. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and so you're you're pastoring the church, and so um, obviously, you know, the, there's a certain skill set to to be able to do that. The, um, you know, just working with people. People can be uh, a bit of a challenge, right? <laughs> it's not like you being, have the ability to go work with inanimate objects where it's just, right. you know, putting stuff together or working at the uh, Amazon Fulfillment Center and you're just taking yeah. boxes and putting them somewhere. You actually have to deal with people in this thing, and not only just people, but you got to deal with people and their issues yeah. and their drama and all that stuff. Um, 
what skills did that take and what skills did that develop in you having to deal with that? Yeah, I was going to say most of the skills developed. Gotcha. Um, the, the love for people was there. Sure. And the realization that I'm so imperfect, you know, and that just the also the realization, you know, to this I'm called. Mm-hmm. I'm called to difficult people. Right. I'm difficult myself. Okay. I'm called to difficult people. And so this is all a part of, you know, even even the the most difficult people, if I believe the word and that God will use all things together, work all things together for my for my good mm-hmm. and for their good if they're they're called according to the purpose and they love the Lord. That's what, you know, the Bible says that I have to kind of embrace all of that. Right. Um, and I won't tell you I did it perfectly. Um, but you've got to keep believing in people and especially the people you believe that God sent to you. Um, some people are just there for a season Mm -hmm. and that's okay. But the ones that you're supposed to, you know, walk through life with, you just, you don't, you don't give up on. Right. Right. So. Okay. Okay. So then we go to, um, um, from, from accepting your calling uh, becoming an ordained minister, now pastoring a church, and then you eventually move into, you know, uh, coaching and pro- productivity coaching at that, and uh, and then you in, in into real estate, right? Yeah. We met at Keller Williams, mm-hmm. and and you were there doing a great job. And what I noticed uh, right away was that you had an ability to help people. Um, bring out things in themselves that maybe they dreamt of but didn't really believe. Because I think that's a big difference. I, you know, people will dream, oh, I want to be this, I want to do that, I want to achieve this, but they don't really believe they can, right? It's something that, oh, it would be great if I could. And what I noticed in your interactions with people, um, in particular real estate agents, you were able to, get them to first acknowledge or at least first create a belief system. Okay, what do you really believe you can do? Because that's all you're going to be able to do initially is what you believe you can do. If you don't believe you can do it, it's not going to happen, right? And so I noticed that you had almost like a magic power (laughs) that you were able to talk to these folks. And all of a sudden, they're doing stuff that, didn't seem likely or even possible for them previously. And so, and I would imagine, I guess some of that was developed from pastoring a church and and again, that love for people, but explain to me that process. How are you able to take someone, get them to first even admit that, okay, yeah, you're right, Dana, maybe I don't really believe I can do this, but you're able to kind of turn it around for them get them to establish some belief system or belief in themselves, and then they take off to ridiculously incredible heights. Well, I think, you know, going back to the the days when, um, you know, we started the church, remember I said I could do that because no one told me I couldn't do it, right? But I had been told by positive parents, you can do anything Mm -hmm. you set your mind to. And so that's what I believed and so, and it's what I believe to this day. And, but most people don't have 
parents or authority figures speaking into their lives saying, you can do this. Right. I see more in you. And you've got this ability. You can be anything you want to be. You can do anything you want to do if you set your mind to it. Um, and I believe that our words have power. And when you speak over people and you see something in them that maybe they don't see in themselves and you speak over that and you and you really believe for them until they can believe for themselves. I mean that there's so much power in that. Gotcha. So much power in that. And and I think too just looking at the big picture, getting them to look at the big picture like uh, as far as real estate goes, it, real estate's a great profession. But there's a bigger reason than just buying and selling and investing in homes and helping people. There is there are life-changing moments in that vocation. Um, you meet so many people. I, I, I hear real estate agents tell me I feel like a marriage counselor sometimes. I feel like, you know, people tell you things and they share their life stories with you and you have the opportunity to, to really make a difference. And so um, getting them to focus on that big picture and not just, you know, setting goals, here's what I want to accomplish, but really, you know, shining a light that there's a purpose for, for them. Right. So in other words, they're, what they're doing is bigger than just mm -hmm. a real estate transaction. They right. have been given an opportunity to be impactful in the lives of other people. Mm -hmm. And you're right. When people understand that that's a greater responsibility, it's a greater burden. And so people then act accordingly. Yeah. Right. They they change their behavior and they change their outlook and that feels to be a greater responsibility I have for this person that I'm working mm -hmm. with yeah. other than just helping them buy or sell this house yeah. I need to be a person who will at the end of the day have positively impacted them by being in their life so yes. Yes. that is uh, that's that's pretty profound and so now you did say that you have to sometimes believe in someone before they even believe in themselves Yes. Now, you know, I and I, I and that's wonderful. And I love it, uh, and that's something I have to develop a little more because I will. There'll be some cats that I'm dealing with, and I'm like, okay, you don't believe it, I don't believe it either, right? In fact, I might believe it less than than, than you believe it, and and so I don't have uh, all the time the ability to force well not force myself or at least allow myself to believe in some people sometimes after I've what I've seen or what I believe to to witness and think, okay, no, you you're not gonna be able to do this. You can't do this. This is not this is not you. You have not exhibited a um an eagerness to try to be better than what yeah. you are. So I can't want this more than you want it for yourself. Right. But there is, I guess, um, you know, for lack of a better term, I, instead of me giving up on someone, I guess there is a piece of it where I have to say, okay, at least let me try. Let me let me try. Because, like you said, you, if you really believe, if you really put your mind to it, there really is not much out there one could 
could achieve if they really. This is America. That's right. Yep. Right. Yeah. I mean, just, just look at look at all the success stories and things oh, yeah. that happened. So I guess how how does that work? How like if you were coaching me up on okay, Al, you can't just <laughs> can't be so short sighted, right? Give give this guy, give this girl a chance to to be the best of themselves. But the only way you're going to be able to do it is you got to exhibit some level of grace and at yeah. least think they give them a shot give them a chance yeah. oh I think you do that brilliantly I I actually think you really do a great job with that and you're right you can see it in them and you can believe it even if they don't believe it you can't make them take action that's the thing you 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 can motivate them and um, you can help them create a plan and you can hold them accountable uh, and ask the hard questions, but they have to actually put one foot in front of the other. And so that's that's where I have to really um, give myself permission to back off if somebody is not going to be moving forward. Okay. And know that I did what I was called to do. I saw it. I called it out. I believed in them. I prayed for them. I encouraged them. I, I gave it my very best shot with them, and now it's up up to them what they do in the future um i'm only responsible for planting that seed and watering that seed and exposing it to sunshine i'm, I'm responsible for that but i can't make it grow right. i can't stand over it and command it to grow and and watch it grow. like there's some action that's got to be taken by the other person right. and so even if they don't take action i don't consider that all is lost I consider that that seed is still in there. Mm-hmm. And it may be something I won't see grow ever. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll lose track of the person, never see it grow, but the seed is planted in there, and I can rest and know I've done my job. Right. That's a great perspective on it because then if you think about it, you've, you've not compromised your standards. Right. So in other words – if you have this ability, you've been given this gift, and you have this this skill set, as long as you, Dina, does her part, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you an opportunity to be yeah. as great as you can be, or at least I'm going to do the, the things I can do to help make that happen. Yes. But at the end of the day, that is really on, the only thing I'm responsible for. The only thing. Right. So I can't, I can't make it happen for you. I can just help create a situation or set set the tone, set a temperature yes, yes. that will be conducive to making this happen. Yeah. And then if it happens, great. Yep. If it doesn't, maybe it doesn't happen right now, maybe it'll happen it eventually, happen but yep. I've done my part. You've done your part. And you rested that. Okay. See how you coach me up on that oh. real quick? I'm already I'm ready. I'm ready. I can go I can go do that. That is good. Now Here's another thing that I wanted to talk to you about because I've seen it and I actually witnessed it with you one time. Well, I don't we'll have to get into the details about it, but you had to, um, in society nowadays, you have to be um, aware of um, religious differences and, and you know personal preferences on things, and, and you have to be um, conscious of that to not offend or not to... Um, you know what I mean? Just you, you don't want to be that that person, right? But you don't want to cover your light, right? So, 
how does one work inside of corporate America or in the workplace knowing that you've got this call in your life, right? You want to more than anything see people become believers and and have a chance at everlasting life. And so it's not like you can just turn it off. I go into the workplace, I'm just turn that off. Yeah. So how has that been for you? Um you know, in some places that may it sometimes may even be hostile to to that. How, how have you how have you maintained, or what do you do to make sure that you're true to yourself, true to to, to God, and, and you're able to do what what you've been called to do? Yeah, I, I say ninety nine percent of it is the witness is your life and the way you live it and the way you love people, and. You know, others can argue with your belief system, your doctrine, your religion, whatever it is, but they can't argue with love. (laughs) And when you love people and they see a different kind of love than they've seen before, not a selfish kind of love, but if they, if you can love people that way and, and put others first, and then there's a joy that they can't name which we know is the the Holy Spirit and the joy of the Lord, and they can't they can't name what it is, but they're drawn to that and they're attracted to that, and then they ask, like, "What is it? Well, how? Why are you always so positive? Or why are you always so? Or you know, even on the days that I'm not and I blow it, and and you know, just own it, just own it, and you know, it's just how you you treat people on a day to day basis. You're you're honest." You have integrity. You make right decisions even when it costs you. Um, you keep your word even when it costs you, and you make these decisions. And so I think that's a huge part is is just, um, you know, living out the Christian faith, uh, and people see it in your actions. And then there are times that you do have to answer the hard questions or you have to speak up and say something. Um, but uh, – and. We don't ever want to be disrespectful to anybody else that may not believe the same way we believe. So mm-hmm. we're not we're not down there trying to you know shove it down someone's throat sure. either. But um, I think it's just more the the light that's inside you and and the way you live your life. I think that is uh, you know perfectly said, right? It's the the witness that uh, that you bear. So when people see you in action because you know it's true uh actions always speak louder than words yeah. right so people can say i'm this and that or whatever but you look at them and you see how they treat people and what they do and you're like okay really and you know but it's the person who is genuinely um doing things behaving in a certain way being what they purport to be yeah people follow those folks yeah. and they they um, they'll listen to you, right? They'll they'll pay attention to you because it's just something something different. It's not what the world normally provides, and and so it's so different that it allows you to also gain a level of influence. Um, that I think, and when I see it in you all the time, because you're very influential, very great, wonderful speaker, communicator, but I think all of that <clears throat> is because of the genuine genuineness of your lifestyle and what people see in you. And so it allows people to be open to hear you, listen to you and be impacted by you. And I think 
that whole combination of things makes someone more influential than just having a piece of it, right? So you can have somebody who's a, a jerk of a person but a tremendous communicator. But if I see both, if I see you communicating wonderfully, but I see you privately acting like whatever, your impact on me is going to be very limited. And so I think the reason you're so awesome in your your interaction with people is because there's consistency with all of the things. And so all of the things, you know, that's all a Trisha thing, yeah. all of the things. <laughs> um, and so that I think that's that's key. I think that's amazing. Um you also have, and I'm so glad this is coming back, your uh, Limelight uh, yes. uh, uh, series, networking series, is uh, starting back. Yep. It's a wonderful thing that you do, and particularly it's geared towards women of faith in the workplace. And yes. so those aspiring leaders and, and things of that nature and just kind of how um, the, the networking event is to, to provide them with a little inspiration, but also connect them with the community of, of, of other believers and, and, uh, and just kind of have, you know, feel like they're walking that, yeah. that path with other, other people. So tell us a little more about that and then let us know. You know, let you know. Can can men crash the party? Is I don't think a- so. Not this time. No. Not this time. No. Right. I. You know what? It's just it's something in my heart to do because I just think when women get together, um, bring all their gifts and their talents together, and they have a, a space where they are supported and believed in and poured into. And I, I believe when they come together, they can accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. And I know most of the women that I know are, they just give out all the time. They're supporting everybody in their lives, their family, their friends, their coworkers. They're like, they're wearing so many hats. And a lot of times women who are, are you know, professional women um, in the workplace, they're like, they work so hard, and then very seldom do they feel that support coming in from from the outside. Sure. And so I just wanted to provide a space where, you know, we can support each other and um, celebrate each other, celebrate um, the good things that happen, and then help each other through the difficult things as well. Because when you are a, a woman and you are trying to be a... Christian, and you're trying to kill it in business Mm -hmm. at the same time, sometimes that's hard. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that comes with all kinds of challenges. And I want to create a space where we can work through those challenges together and where women can come and know that I am being prayed for. Like I'm being listened to, I'm being validated, I'm being prayed for. Someone's celebrating when I do something well, when I, you know, when I'm killing it in business, they're proud of me. They're not jealous. Right. They're, they're proud. Sure. And so um, I got together a group of just outstanding um, business professionals that are female that had the same heart that wanted to create this with me. And um, so we are going to have our debut event on April 28th. Uh, from 11 to 1, we made it to span two lunch hours okay. so that more women could come and be a part. Um, this time it's going to be at the Tribute Golf and Country Club in the Colony, okay. Texas. 
and uh, we're going to have a total blast. I'll be speaking for this first one, but we've got some surprise uh, special guests mm-hmm. that will be coming. So super excited about that. Um, and it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be a life-changing event. And it's going to, it's going to be one of those, um, one of those events that women, if they, even if they know nobody else there, they're going to come and they're going to feel the love and the community from, from the rest of the women. Sure. They're going to be able to make uh, some friends, probably some yeah. new friends for life. Yeah. And they'll get to hear from you. A phenomenal. So here's the deal to y'all. I, I, I'm a, I grew up in church too, and I've heard some really, really good ministers, some of the best ever. And so, you know, I'm I'm a little critical of when I'm listening to to uh, to speakers. You know, I, I have a, a high bar that I want them to be. And listen, Dina Custer is right there with all of those people, and Thank so you will get a uh, an inspirational message. But not just, uh, you know, sometimes people leave from a place and they're just kind of motivated. But motivation um, without um, motivation without instruction uh, will simply go away, right? But a determination comes when I'm motivated, but I also have a plan. Yes. And I also have a support group. I, yes. I, can, I can do this. And so now I'm determined mm-hmm. to do this versus just simply motivated in the moment. And so... Anybody who can come to that, any woman who can come to that. So not men yet. So we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> hopefully we'll, we'll get one later. There'll be a limelight for men, the, the limelight men series. Yes, but, we got to uh, do it. You, you got to help me with it. <laughs> All right. Uh, and so that's April 28th. Uh, we will make sure that, um, I guess we'll put it in the, in the, it'll, you know, I'm talking as though this is in post-production, but I'm sure Marcella, our wonderful producer, will Put a link in here so that you all can click and go and get your tickets for that. But it'll be uh, something I promise you uh, will be life-changing, life-impacting. So definitely check that out. This has been awesome, Dina Custer. Thank you, Al Heron. <laughs> appreciate it. And I, I do want to say, uh, you know, the, the, uh, anybody who is thinking about um, a career in real estate, um, you know, there are ton, listen, there are a ton of places you can go. There are a ton of places that are, are outstanding places. We never try to say some places not not where you need to go. If that's where you're supposed to go, that's where you're supposed to go. Yeah. But I promise you the collection of leaders that have been put in place at Monument Realty, headed by this lady that we've talked to today, Dina Custer, um, this is a place where if you have uh, – aspirations of creating something, a business, an entity that will be able to provide for your children's children. That's what we have here. We have the leadership here that will make sure that you get the push that you need and the support that you need. And, uh, and that's why the place has grown. And one of the things that, you know, Eddie and Tiffany Burns did an outstanding job in putting Monument Realty together. But one of the things they did that was, probably the most important they hired trisha andrews and dina custer (laughs) to go and equip and and build out the office with the talent that is here now and so um i just want to make sure i put that little plug in because this is uh you know this is an amazing thing and if you get a chance to know 
the lady who's been here with us today, uh, you will do yourself uh, a wonderful thing being able to get to know her. So we appreciate you hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for having me. You're I had, more this, than, this was fun. Yes, and uh, we don't want you to be a stranger. We'll have you back. And and with Trisha. We're you sure. and Trisha yes. and Andrews are kind of like uh, two sides of the same coin. So <laughs> yeah. I need to have you both <laughs> together. So that'll be good. Sure. So we appreciate it, y'all. If you like this, please subscribe, like, share, whatever you're supposed to say, Marcella. That comment you can comment too yeah so do all of those things uh this is on all of the streaming platforms and then also on youtube i hate it's on youtube today because i'm in there looking like ron washington i got my hair oh, all growing out on the side looking like i'm ready to say that's the way baseball go uh, but anyway y'all have a good one we'll see you we'll see you